0: Welcome to today's podcast. The study I'm going to present is a randomized control trail, which is called Oral Contraceptives versus Physical Exercise on Cardiovascular and Metabolic Risk Factors in Women with Polycystic Ovary Syndrome. First of all, some background information. Polycystic Ovary Syndrome, or better known as PCOS syndrome, is a disease of women in childbearing age. It's a complex syndrome that is characterized by metabolic implications. This includes several risk factors for cardiovascular disease. The affected women often suffer from obesity, diabetes, hypertension, etc. For the typical treatment of the PCOS syndrome, oral oral contraceptives are used. As you probably know, the use of oral contraceptives is a controversial topic, and it's also discussed that those oral contraceptives have long-term consequences on the cardiovascular risk. For improving the PCOS syndrome, we also have the option of physical activity. Physical exercise is an effective option to improve fertility in overweight and obese women with PCOS. This has additionally a beneficial effect on the cardiovascular health. The aim of the study is to compare the effect of oral contraceptives and a structured exercise training program, what is a special program of physical activity. The study also wanted to show or measure clinical, hormonal, and metabolic effect of these different interventions. So the sport component of the intervention is called structured exercise training program, which means that you become a clear recommendation on the type of physical activity and the frequency with which it should be performed. Now we come to the methods part. Goal of the trail was to identify the risk and benefit of each therapy. Therefore, the effect of oral contraceptives and structured exercise training program on cardiovascular markers in women with PCOS were compared. So how did they do it? In total, 150 women were recruited. Polycystic ovarian morphology was identified in all women. The women were between 18 and 40 years old and had a body mass index higher than 18 or lower than 30. Women were excluded for example when they were pregnant or had diseases like diabetes or other cardiovascular disorders. They were also excluded if they used oral contraceptives or other hormonal drugs like anti-obesity drugs within the previous six months. The participants were randomly allocated in three groups. The oral contraceptive group, so the OCs, second of all, the structured exercise training program group, and lastly, the control group. The duration of the study was six months. The OC group received one pill daily for 21 days each month for a duration of six months. The control group includes patients taking a pill, or better to say a placebo, of polyvitamins. The pill was also taken 21 days each month for six months. And this placebo was composed of different vitamins. Lastly, we have the physical activity group. The group of patients making physical exercise for 45 minutes each day for three times a week for six months. The exercise was done on a bicycle ergometer and the training session were monitored and supervised by a cardiologist. All participants had several follow-up visits during and after the treatment. At each follow-up visit, all participants received the same assessment. The assessments, for example, included clinical evaluations like blood samples, measurement of serum fasting glucose, insulin levels, and a complete hormonal assay. But also, anthropometric measurements were done, including height, body weight, etc. And important to know is that all groups or all intervention groups followed a diet program that was characterized by a high protein composition and a calorie deficit by 800 calories per day. Next, I am going to present you the results. First, we look at the baseline characteristics. Between the intervention group, there was no difference detected in age, BMI, as well as in hormonal and metabolic parameters. In addition, all participants were non-smokers and did not drink any alcohol in this time. If we look at the intervention results, the sport intervention group showed a significant improvement in different components in comparison to the baseline measurements. So for example, there was an improvement in anthropometric measures, insulin sensitivity, lipid profile, inflammatory markers and frequency of menses. Additionally, a significantly lower intima media thickness in the sport intervention group compared to the other two groups was shown. And the participants here also had a significantly decrease in BMI and waist-to-hip ratio. If we look on the results of the oral contraceptive group, oral contraceptive use was associated with significant improvement of frequency of menses. Further, the OC use had a neutral effect on cardiovascular risk factors. In both intervention groups, oral contraceptive and the sport intervention group, cholesterol and LDL cholesterol have improved, and the HDL cholesterol significantly increased. Further, there was no effect on both systolic and blood pressure reported in all three groups, and also the fasting glucose showed no changes in comparison to baseline values in all three groups. Let's look at the discussion part. Evidence showed that there is an association between the reduction of the intemia media thickness and lifestyle changes. These lifestyle changes have a beneficial impact on cardiovascular risk factors and in particular on insulin resistance. The reduction of visceral adipose tissue is here important to mention because the visceral adipose tissue is well known to be more metabolic active. The sport intervention group could also improve insulin resistance, not only through the reduction of body weight, but also through the enhancement of muscle cell metabolism. The sport intervention group resulted also in a favorable cardiometabolic profile and may also play a role in improvement of frequency of menses. These results were in agreement with previous findings demonstrating that lifestyle modification improved adverse metabolic features in PCOS. In contrast, oral contraceptive use have been reported to have a neutral effect on anthrop- anthropometrical measurements. Oral contraceptives may increase fluid volume in the body, which leads to weight gain. These results of the study suggest that hormonal treatment may provide an advantage in terms of patients' compliance, although the use of oral contraceptives in PCOS patients may increase the risk of cardiovascular disease. So we can conclude that all contraceptives effectively treat menstrual irregulations while exercise intervention is more effective in improving the cardiometabolic profile in PCOS. That's the end of today's podcast. Thank you for listening.